Sam, welcome back to the 113th episode of the Bat Boys. I I am so surprised, Sam, that you've decided to be a guest uh, on the Bat Boy podcast for 113 weeks straight. So thank you for for taking time out of your week to join my podcast. Uh, and I'm excited to. It's actually only been, I think, 109 weeks. There were a couple weeks where you off Paco um, and then for Cerebroni. You know, we, we could have had all three of us on the pod at the same time, but you said that you can't pay the $5 Zoom <laughs> fee uh, to have three people. So, yeah, right? we ended up, I ended up getting kicked, kicked off. Yeah, I can't believe that was the comeback you chose uh, <laughs> to the end, to the beginning of this. But Sam, uh, no, it's been 113 episodes, and today is a special episode. It's a follow sad up episode, Tim. It's, it's sad. sad it's, it's sad. Episode. But I think there's positives that might come out of a difficult loss in the Copa del Rey final. The game, Sam, that would have salvaged a little bit of this season and oh, now sure. and now we, we uh we don't have that so yeah i i think if if we had won you look back and you think the season is probably a success um if you're in europa league you have a an important trophy um uh, I truly, uh, one of the the biggest nights in spain is the the copa del rey final tim i don't know if you're watching pre-match but you know i liken this to spain super bowl yeah you know, del rey. yeah and if you watch the beginning 19th the alaska group um <laughs> they were pretty pretty yeah weird. yeah I, I i was watching that and it was interesting that sid lowe was down there and he's yeah. like this is a terrible show and it's uh not a great stadium it's not a good start <laughs> He couldn't find anything positive to start uh, the coverage of the Copa del Rey final. It's like the music's not very good. Yeah, I don't know that band. Apparently, they're big in Spain. Any I think Spanish they were big in the seventies or eighties. Seventies or eighties. Yeah. Announcers. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. You were you were around doing disco stuff. Yeah, I was like in my thirties then. I was hitting my peak um, back then. But but yeah, I mean, um, it's it, it was a big night, and it was it was for us here in the states. Uh, we watched it during the day, but I mean, it was the whole day and it was, it was really fun. I mean, I have to say, I'm so sad that they lost, but I'm also grateful that we got to play in a final, you know, uh, you know, who's not going to play in a final this year, Barcelona, yeah. you know, who's probably not going to play in a final this year, Real Madrid. That's right. You know, who's, you know who else is going to play right. in a final? Atletico Madrid or Sevilla. So, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy around a final and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. And watching the match, you know, it, it was such a, it was so intense to him and yeah. it was yeah. enjoyable, but it wasn't as if we got, you know, we got, we got knocked out easily. We damn lost on one PK, one PK. Yeah. Yeah, that's what did it. Well, Sam, yeah, it, it is tragic, and we'll get to maybe the implications of this for the season, maybe some of the disappointments from the game. I know there's always the discussion of Bordelas ball 
and some of the challenges there. But Sam, you know, I have to call out all of the fans. This, I think, reignited the uh, the fan base in a way that I haven't really seen. Like the the New York Pena, got to call them out. Unfortunately, I couldn't couldn't go join them. But there's 80 people took over Midtown. Uh, I think they hit the papers. And even Sam, if you if you look at the fans that showed up and and in Seville and we're in that stadium. I mean, after the, the match, I mean, the Betis uh, Twitter account called out just like how great of an atmosphere it was for all the fans showing up and supporting the team. So I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a really great moment for the fan base to say like, Hey, we're still here. It's been a rough seven, eight years, uh, but we're here and uh, we're going to support the team. If it is, is a loss and a difficult loss. And, and and not just a, it's the you know rough seven or eight years, but it's been a rough couple years, right? I mean, I think there was different periods of the Lim tenure um, that weren't so bleak, but you know after uh, after Marcelino's firing, after Alemani getting pushed out, that since then it's been a really really dark period uh, yeah. for for Valencia fans for final since then. Um, and you know, it's only been a couple of years since all that's happened, but you know, for the, from the fans perspective, from our perspective, right. I mean, so much has happened with respect to the team. So to yeah. see us in a final and to see the people celebrate the way they did LA, the LA Pena's Tim, um, they took over a bar, uh, in Glendale. Um, uh, so it was, it was super fun. It, it was um yeah it was really cool and you know i wanted you brought up how Riyad batiste was saying something nice about the fans i will just say that and we've talked about this in the build-up right that at least we're playing a team that we like right yeah Real batiste. we're not playing like a scoundrel team uh like barcelona or something or or like a hated team like sevilla um but we're playing a team that you know, there's a lot of respect for, and you saw this on in Twitter on kind of both sides. You saw a lot of Real Batiste fans kind of talk about how they appreciated Valencia fans and vice versa. I mean, mm-hmm. it was very, it, it was, it was cordial and nice. And this is over Twitter, Tim, you know, Twitter is not the place for that. You know, if oh, yeah. this was, if this had been Barcelona, right, it would have been like, like thousands of fans talking about how we own, they own us. And, you know, they would have been claiming that David Villa grew up a Barcelona player, you know, I mean, but all these, this kind of nonsense, Um, but you didn't get that right. You got real, I thought, admiration from two clubs that, you know, feels if they're probably in similar spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. And <laughs> Twitter, Twitter football is pretty uh, it's pretty rough sometimes. So to see that uh, after a difficult game, especially when there were some real difficult calls uh, for both sides. No one wants to lose in a, a penalty shootout like this. There was a chance to get nasty. I think uh, I was certainly frustrated. I would have loved to take it out, but hard to be hard to be angry with uh, Rabatis getting a result here. See, I just want to call that out. Like they deserve, if anything, they, they deserve this win, probably deserve something to show for how good of a season they have. Such a, such a good uh, thing for, for Joaquin. 
It's just a well-coached team, good players, great style. They've been performing well. We're hoping they finish top five. So generally, I would have liked to see us win, but obviously, yeah, of course. Uh, and but to see them win, I'm like, okay, I can I can live with this. I can yeah, there's no team I would rather lose to in a game like that than Real Betis. Um, so I yeah, yeah I, I I like the fans. I mean, they you know they had a tough draw. They they had in this buildup, you know, they had, of course, that Sevilla game that you and I talked a lot about, um, you know, that was the rod from God game, right. Where, uh, where you had Sevilla, you had, uh, who's their coach, uh, Lopez mm-hmm. uh, seemingly instruct Juan Hordan to act as if he was injured. Oh, right. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so this has been a, you know, they had a, a tough road, um here so it's cool it's cool to see it's cool to see them win but obviously we were so close to him and we've our players played so valiantly i thought yeah I, yeah yeah it's uh you know maybe we, we talk a little bit about the game i'm sure everyone who's listening to this watch the game sometimes we like to recap this because you know not everyone catches every season game i imagine everyone has their thoughts on the lineup and the performance. I, Sam, just one thing. Maybe we talk about the goals a bit. Maybe key, some key plays that stand out for you. I was just so surprised with three center backs that they got that first goal. I thought, you know, great overlap by Bellerin. That was going to be a risk from him all game just to get that service in to Iglesias. Run his head. But, man, I, I didn't think that's where our goal would come from, uh, getting a header between Diacabi and, and Gabriel. I just – I was probably – surprised by that it's a little unfortunate that the game started on that footing yeah i mean i think you saw some of those nerves of diacabi that we've seen in big games before yeah uh, i think he started playing a little bit better as the game wore on but you know that first like 15 20 minutes it was kind of a nightmare i thought for him um he just looked really uncomfortable mm-hmm. so yeah i yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the the right move was there. Um, it looked uh, like, Sam, if you look at it, I just saw Paulista jump so far forward. And I'm not calling for a foul here, but I did see a little arm on his back by Iglesias to push him, just nudge him a bit forward so he can get some space in between. I'm not even sure who should have been marking him there. He kind of snuck in between. I'm going to say maybe Diakabi should have been goal side, but yeah, I, I did notice that. I, I don't think it's a foul. I think it's a an experienced player getting the space he needs to get up in the air. You know, something Benzema would would be doing. Uh, just really good goal, but I didn't think it'd come that from that way in the air between you know these three three at the back who are looking for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Iglesias was a bastard all game man i mean that guy was i mean he was like a guy you would want to have on your team i was i was really impressed we couldn't we couldn't sort that guy so physical always in the right places really good with his feet i mean that turn he had do you remember that turn the second half where the ball to somebody who then he just hit it um it was such a good turn. Yeah, it was on the it's 66th minute or so, 65th minute. Yeah. He got in and he just 
held up the ball so well. He's so big and strong. And then he just kind of swooped it in between the legs of uh, maybe Alderete. I don't know who it was. And it, I think Fakir got a shot off or maybe Wanmi got a shot off. So, yeah, yeah he, he was a tough to handle uh, passing him between those three. Who, Sam, someone that I didn't think had a huge impact on the game was Canales. I thought he would have a bigger footprint, no pun intended, on the game. We saw a bit from from Fekir. Uh, But, yeah, he had his moments, but typically we see more from him. I thought Iglesias was really causing more problems than he did. Yeah, it it was interesting in that the ball – was in some ways that's that side of the field from an offensive perspective both where both teams would want to build right for us we have jose gaia and they have canales but i didn't think there was actually a lot of a lot of the ball was on that side of the field um yeah you know a lot of times it was going up the middle or on on our right side um through you know, Fulquier, um, you know, is, yeah, it was sort of surprising. But yeah, Canales, we didn't see that much Canales, Jose Luis Gaia wrestling matches today which are, or, or this week. Yeah, I think he got on the ball a bit. He might have had one or two shots in and around the box, uh, but you usually see more more from him. Um, so, Sam, who do you, you know, switching gears a bit, let's talk about our performances. Uh, maybe we start with that first goal from I, I maybe a sub theme here too, is a starting lineup with Maria in the starting lineup, Brian Hill, not getting the startup, the starting lineup. Uh, and then that leading to really like Mariba and Hugo Doro getting that really fantastic goal. Uh, I, I, who stands out to you um, uh, of this game that maybe is not, not obvious. Yeah, I mean, that that assist from Mariba was nuts. I mean, I would love to see that, like, diagrammed in slow motion because mm-hmm. the way his leg is going is that that ball is going to our winger, right? It's going wide. Yeah. And But then, but, like, and it looks that way the entire time. So I'd love to see it in, like, super slow-mo. But but instead, you know, he uses the outside of his foot to like slide it in the middle to Ugo Duro. It was a perfect pass. And Ugo Duro, man, the guy is just such a classy, like that finish. Are you kidding me? The moment yeah. like that, like, dude, the guy, I I said it to him on the podcast uh, last week that Ugo Duro I don't remember was this. I thought, a player that if we were going to win was going to have – uh, a big game and and he did just wasn't quite enough for us but man what an unbelievable finish and yeah, yeah I'll say that that play was spectacular I I thought Mariba um played well I thought uh Guillemot didn't have his best game I thought he was that we were asking a lot of Guillemot though yeah um and uh I thought Alderete played really well I thought I thought he was excellent. I would have. I I don't think so many of our players were super sharp. Um, Geddes mm-hmm. wasn't as sharp. When Brian Heal came on, he wasn't. Um, he brought a lot of energy, which was needed, but he wasn't as precise as probably we could have had. But man, we almost had that second goal tip. We almost had. We had a couple chances. Carlos Soler. Yeah. That, that shot he had, man, he could have scored that. Like 
he he I think he should have like slightly rolled that ball at the bottom of his cleat before hitting it rather than hitting it one time. But yeah, I think he had two. One in the fiftieth that came at him quickly. Is that the one you're talking about that went over the net? I think he was like only ten. No, no, no the out. one that was low. That was oh low. yeah, that was like the ninetieth minute. I thought that was the second one where he yeah he could have put his foot on top of it before he hit it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, two, two good, two good opportunities. Yeah. I, I thought you're, you're spot on with Guillemot. I mean, he, he got that one tackle that likely should have been a red card. The, yeah. the referee generally was letting a lot go. I, and I like that approach a lot. Cause I didn't think it, it got too nasty. Yeah. I know I the, the announcers really try to play the narrative of Valencia playing the dark arts and, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, they fouled more, but I don't really think what's more challenging to watch is just the boot ball versus like a lot of the challenges. With the exception of Guillemot, I think he got lucky. I think he could have gotten three yellow cards. Yeah, yeah uh, I think that there game three times where yeah, it seemed like that warranted a yellow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I thought uh, I thought everyone performed very well. I thought Mariba had a really great great game. Uh, he was starting off a little slow, but made his presence felt it's 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 wild sam that all of these players are like on loan uh with us uh it's like a full loan team uh so i want to chat with you too maybe the uh, what you think the the implications of this match on the rest of the season and bordelos and these transfers hugo doro obviously is almost a required signing now after a game like this uh, I would say he's now more of a priority, but uh, yeah, curious your thoughts. I don't know, curious your thoughts on that. Unless you have anything else from the game specifically. Oh well, PK, we gotta talk about. Yeah, we have to talk about the PKs. Yeah, yeah let's talk about that first. I, Tim, I, I, I thought this was a poor decision by Bordelos to have Eunice take the PK. You pointed out that. The players decide themselves usually in these situations. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in my, and I think in the article, he just, most players have come out like on social media and said the thing. A lot of them, uh, especially in the loan situation, a lot of the loaned players are like double downing on their support for Valencia, right? They, they want to be a part of the yeah. club. Uh, he just, I think yesterday finally said something and thanked everyone for his support. And the article had mentioned that, you know, he stepped up and wanted to take the PK. And I think generally that in my experience and from what I understand is like the coaches want people to step up for those things and never feel forced to take them. Because if you don't, if you don't want to take it, your confidence isn't there. And then you'll never be able to live down, you know, not taking PK. So he stepped up to take it. He wanted to take it. I'm just curious who didn't want to take it. That is a senior player in that top five. So Rossich was there. Soler was there. Gaia was there. He was number four. Who took the last? Took the other one. Uh, well, Guedes. I think Gaia took the took last it. one. Yeah. And then I got to the last one. So that leaves Paulista. That leaves. Yeah, um, Paulista was the big one for me. Yeah, maybe not Alderete. Maybe he doesn't want to take it. Brian Hill was in that that group uh he's very young though maybe he doesn't want to take that uh yeah so, to me the obvious one would have been Polista. 
police is the obvious one. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't want. To. Maybe he felt tired. Maybe he didn't want to take it. Yunus Musa was fresh. Yeah. It's not Fukia. No, Kraya came on. Does Kraya take that? I don't know. I don't know if I thought I'd rather have Kraya. I'm starting to think now who who would want to step up. No, there? I mean, and the thing is, is like, look, Yunus would probably have to take the sixth one, even if. Right? Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, at that point in the game, you know, we've had like five substitutions, right? We don't have a lot of the players in. You would have had Ugo Duro take one. Mm-hmm. Um, if if he were in um but yeah he but, yeah, came you don't have him yeah. in anymore so yeah i mean you don't you don't have mariba in anymore you don't have guillemot in. i mean all of those guys would have taken the pk i assume over over Eunice, but yeah diacabi's not taking out of options you're not gonna have diacabi take it right yeah he yeah it, frustrating i i was i was actually you were much more supportive of it at the moment You're much more level-headed i just thought how did we let the 19 year olds kid take this uh pk he didn't look super common the way he approached the ball no uh the way he kind of hopped into it it, with leaning back like that it didn't look great uh i texted you too i was like oh no Eunice is taking it maybe i sent maybe i set that into the universe but i was nervous when he when he stepped up for it he's just a young player i mean it's a big moment to be taking that so anyways these things happen though sam Great players miss PKs. The best players in the world have missed PKs in big moments. Uh, I think it, it sounds I haven't seen anything, but it sounds as if the Valencia fan base, uh, you know, has been supportive of Eunice. And that's the right, that's the right approach. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's right. I mean, I think in some ways, I think it's, it's nice. Well, it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's really nice how the Valencia fans are reacting, especially in stark contrast to what we saw after the Euros in England, right? Um, Where you have a young player, young black player, and, you know, there's just all this vitriol that, you know, when they miss those, those consequential PKs. So you're not seeing that Valencia, which is great. This is just a massive player. He's going to be a a huge player for us. Um, So... Yeah, Tim, it was, we just, we, we put everything out there and watching those players at the end, all of them were just inconsolable. And it wasn't yeah. just the Jose Luis Gaias, right? It was who you felt so, so much for. It was also the youngsters. It was also the players on loan. You had Brian Heal. And yeah. you, have, you have Ugo Duro that are just sobbing, right? And I just, man, those guys going back to your earlier comment about the loans, right? These guys have to be, have to be part of Valencia. You know, Brian Heal, I mean, he wasn't even playing at Tottenham. I mean, this is like, clearly this is where he belongs. I have no question that we're going to buy Ugo Duro at that price because it's just like the deal of the the year for Valencia. Yeah, incredible. this, This guy for 5 million. But um, we pay him two hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow, Tim. Yeah, I think most wow. of Man United get that weekly. Uh, yeah. So the ROI on Ubaduro is just like immense. I think that's what my my our nanny gets. So. <laughs> yeah, nannies in any major city make more than I probably ever will. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I think it says a lot about maybe borderless, right? When you see players react like that, really want it, 
I think like, okay, well, the coach has created an environment and a culture in this team to make them want to win this game, want to be a part of this team. Also, the, the you know, our, the leaders on our team, right? Solaire and Gaia are, are, are passionate and they're the, the spine of the team. That says a lot about them. You saw guys who were just like, yeah, I'll be out of here next year, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it says a lot about the coach and, and, the, and the player and the environment. And the, and the fans, too. I mean, and the fans. Were Great call. And um, I'm sure they were incredible, you know, in the days leading up in Sevilla. So it was – Tim, nothing good happens when you go to Sevilla. You know, and good <laughs> nothing good happens when you go to Sevilla. I just want to say, if I can go on a rant for a moment, Sam – European football needs a powerful or a, 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 a returned Valencia. That's right. Fans that showed up at that match were incredible. The match was incredible. Uh, the fans on Twitter are, are great. La Liga needs them to be great. Uh, I think European football would benefit from a strong team like that. It's just, uh, I sent a video of after the game of Gaia being sung to by the Valencia fans. They probably were there for 20, 30 minutes afterwards. And one friend was like, whoa, like what is going on here? And they're like, oh, they're just supporting the team. I mean, they, they were, the entire stadium felt like it was Valencia yeah. fans. Uh, and it's just, I just feel like everyone's missing uh, this club right now. It's like uh, we would all benefit from a, everyone would benefit from a stronger Valencia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I think we'll talk about border loss in plenty of moments for that subsequent episodes, but, um, you know, there, there's a lot of criticism of him right now and I don't want to defend, I don't want to talk about the tactics and the style, but one thing I think you have to say in defense of him is that he did really well with transfers, uh, this year. Yeah. Um, between Ugo Duro and Alderete. I mean, those, that, that, that was just, those were unbelievable transfers at, at those price points. Um, yeah. You know, young players um, getting them with at such low prices with so much potential. And then the, the transfers in the winner between Mariba and Brian Heal, those are loans, but without, op, uh, without buy options, but, also look really good, right? Yeah. Um, gave us an opportunity to to do more, um, but yeah, lot, lots of debate. I think ultimately his future is unclear. Uh, maybe his legacy somewhat is unclear. I think people who are critical, and I am critical of Borlas. Yeah, I uh, Sarah Brony is very critical of Borlas, and I think he always has very accurate takes. Not all, all things I agree with, but he has very good takes, so he's very critical. Um, I think he calls it Lucifer ball, which is really funny. Uh, but you know, what, what, what sort of style can you get away with when you have a team of loan loanies and, and also youngsters, right? Can you be as ambitious or do you play with what you have? And uh, maybe that's, we can't be too critical. He's playing the style that he thinks we, we can play to get results. And we did get to the final Copa del Rey. Um, we don't have the team from 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, but so, yeah, more to talk about that in the future pods, Sam. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What maybe we would want to see moving forward. Lots of pros, as you mentioned, some cons. 
one thing I would want to debate with you is, does this style, is this style a winnable style, like over the long term? Like, are there teams like this style that win big games like this and can compete in leagues? Or is it always, uh, you know, is that that more qualified, better team playing a better style gonna gonna always win eventually? I don't, I don't know. Worth the debate. Yeah, I think it's worth the debate. I mean, you know, it, I mean, I, I think one point is Simeone, right? I mean, Simeone uh, has never played attractive football to me, but has always played. You know, has always again that that's not it's different what he's doing than Simeone, but you know, and the booting, the booting is, is really brutal to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're right though. That, that, that style is, I mean, he was able to turn out some results a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like watching Atlantico Madrid. No, I don't like watching it much, but, and I mean, yeah, no, that's a good example. I also, maybe, think a, maybe a Mourinho style. Like yeah. they've spent a ton of money. It's not like, and they have, I, I mean, I, they have an incredibly talented team, right? Um, a better team than where they probably stand in La Liga at the moment. Yeah. Um, player by player. But yeah, I don't know, Tim. I I think that's for another day. Right now is just the time to be appreciative that we had this great final, to relish in it a little bit, mm. even if yeah. it was a loss. Yeah. And to cry, Tim. This is... You know, I think the, the, time, the podcast, yeah. the episode should be, you know, when bats cry, you know, and, and this, <laughs> this is, is when bats cry. I'm bat. not calling the podcast name. <laughs> We're already called the bat boys, Sam. We talked about how that doesn't help my dating profile. It's a little, yeah. I don't think women in New York want to hear that I'm a bat boy uh, yeah, without yeah. a little Especially bit of a crying bat boy, a crying bat boy. Uh, wow, you have a passion, a hobby. You do this with your friend. What's the name of the podcast? Yeah, we're the Bat Boys. I'm Bat Boy number two sometimes. Yeah. yeah Honestly, I think it has more to do with the size of your neck and, <laughs> some of the, and the fact that you wear that ketchup, that ketchup on your shirt. Uh, my, my hey, hey I'm working from home today, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Look, there's a lot of factors that feed into it. I don't think you can attribute just the name of the podcast. You know, my wife is pointing out that your name, your middle name is Brian, which is not going to help you uh, with women either. Strong She's, name. It's a strong name. <laughs> strong name. Brian's a strong name. No, I, I have no issue with Brian, but you know, look, this is just feedback. I'm, I'm getting live feedback on the pod. Tim. Yeah. Uh, your wife is so audacious to attack general populations of names. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's her style. She takes yeah. a scorched earth approach to definitely uh, her her insults. So she doesn't just insult me; she insults every Brian on earth. Insults a hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I I I applaud her ambition. I do. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, all right. Well, Sam. Uh, anything else before? We no, I think we'll need to figure out. There's lots of stuff, Tim, that we will cover in the next episodes. We're not going to be dwelling on the games quite so much. Um, yeah, because they're they're sort of the season is sort of over at this point. But but I, still, lots of interesting things to talk about and lots of uh, 
you know, decisions that need to be made with respect to varsity players that we can try to tease out in the following weeks. Yeah, uh, very well said. Okay, well, Sam, until next week, uh, as we continue the conversation, the bat boys are out. Adios, my friend. <laughs>